Well, first of all, I'm going to simply say welcome back to the Ephesians 4 ministry. Ephesians 4 is simply our way of saying that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And God said it in Isaiah. God said it in, in Amos. And it's a trick of the enemy. It's a trick of the enemy to keep us bound in ignorance. It's a trick of the enemy to keep us away from truth. And so last week we talked about greater. We first said that greater is a commandment. Okay, he says, greater works shall you do. Not greater works you might do. Not greater works I hope you do. But he said, greater works shall you do. And that was a commandment from Jesus. So if greater works is what we shall do, then he must empower us to do those things. And so what does 1 John 4 and 4 say? You dear children of God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So 1 John 4 and 4, and uh, what version are you reading? NIV, okay. So, First John, I'm an old-fashioned Baptist girl, so I do a lot of King James. Um, but First John, fourth chapter, fourth verse says, in my King James, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So the first thing we know about greater is greater is a he. And who is the he? Who is it? Who is it? It tells us the end. John 14 and 26. Who is the he? Oh, 14, 26. 14 and 26. Okay. John 14, 26. Yes, ma'am. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So the he who is our greater is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. And we said when you're reading the Old Testament and the New Testament, that you have to be mindful of what language you're talking about. He just reminded me that I didn't pray. Huh? Dear Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we celebrate you once more for being God. We celebrate you, dear Father God, because you loved us enough to give us breath in our body today. We celebrate you, dear Father God, that on the road you kept us safe here. We celebrate you, dear Father God, that our homes are safe, that we had food, that we had water, we had clothing, we had shelter. We celebrate you, dear Father God, because all these things happen because of your grace and your love for us. So, dear Father God, I ask that as we begin to teach this word that you place in my spirit, that they will hear what it is that the Spirit is saying to the church today. I pray that your word will go with power and authority as we commune with each other over the bread of life that you have given us to live by. So anoint your word, anoint our hearts, anoint our ears, so that we may be able to hear what it is that the church is saying, you, the spirit is saying to the church. In Jesus' name we pray, hallelujah and amen. So we are empowered to be greater. God empowered us with his what? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. Our comforter is our paraclete. Comforter is Greek. The Old Testament is 
Hebrew. The New Testament is Greek. So when there's a word that you just can't quite figure out, then Google yourself. Just Google it and say, okay, what does this word mean in Greek? Because we said again that when he talked about the comforter, he wasn't talking about me just coming and giving you a hug, Yvette. He wasn't just talking about me giving you a hug, but it had to mean something more because Jesus didn't just want to come and send his Holy Spirit to give us a hug because how is a hug going to help us get a job? How is a hug going to help us get to the next level in our business? How is a hug going to help us to grow our ministry? Yeah, it's going to comfort us and make us feel better when things ain't going right. But what's a hug really going to do to us? That's when we have to say, Lord, that don't quite sound right. That don't make sense to me. And then you have to take the time and, and chew. When he, when he said in the book of, 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 of Ezekiel, he says, I'm going to make the word so sweet it's going to be like honeycomb into your mouth. Then I'm praying that a spirit of honeycomb will come over everybody who hears this so that the word will be so sweet you start to chew on it and you get stuck on one scripture that stays there for a week because you can't figure that thing out and finally the holy spirit will say oh i don't mean hug you i mean paraclete you i mean help you i mean i'm sending my holy spirit to help you i'm sending my holy spirit to direct you I'm sending my Holy Spirit to show you what it is that I have for you. I'm sending my Holy Spirit to 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 to tell you the secrets of God. I'm sending my Holy Spirit, John 16 and 13, to tell you the things that God the Father has said to whisper in your ear, to whisper in your spirit, to whisper in your sleep, to whisper in your dreams to whisper from the prophetic mouth of a person who's teaching, and sometimes to whisper through a child, sometimes to whisper through a song, and yes, sometimes to whisper through a rainbow or an animal. I'm sending my Holy Spirit to tell you. So the review of last week's greater is simply the fact that greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. That greater is our double portion. The double portion, Elijah Jah, said, I'm going up today. The Lord has taken me up. And if you see me, then I will give you what you ask. What do you ask? You ask for a double portion of my anointing. So Elijah S. said, I want a double portion. And he saw him be taken up by the chariots of fire. And he saw him, he says, I teeth the mantle from Elijah fell. And Elijah picked up that mantle. And he took that mantle and he hit the water and it split. And Elijah Jah, would do seven miracles, but Elijah would do 14. He got his double portion. And so we proved last week that the Holy Spirit is our double portion. How do we prove that? We prove that through John 14, 20, and 23. And, and for the sake of time, I'm going to read it. John 14, if you have your Bible, put your eye on it. 20 says, at that day, this is Jesus talking, ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He says, I'm creating, some people want to call it an egg, but the divinity is much greater than an egg. I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. 
But then he clarifies it a little bit more when he goes to the 23rd verse. He says, if a man love me, Jesus talking, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we, say we, we will come unto him and make our abode with him. So the Holy Spirit is a he, but the Holy Spirit is also a we. It is your double portion anointing. It is the spirit of God and it is the spirit of Jesus resting inside of you to empower you to do greater works. Amen, amen, and amen. Anybody got any questions over last week? Let's go to this week because I want to answer the question, if the Holy Spirit is our double portion, then we need to get back to basics. How do we, did everybody get that before I raised it? I'm sorry. If the Holy Spirit is our double portion, then tonight I have a real simple assignment. And that assignment is to simply answer the question through the scriptures, how do we get the Holy Spirit? How do we get the Holy Spirit? It's not a lot of scriptures. But write these down for me. We've got, I want someone to find for me Acts second chapter. Thirty-seven to thirty-eight. Someone find. Valley finds Acts two thirty-seven thirty-eight. Pastor Tracy, will you please find Luke three twenty-one to twenty-two? And then four and twelve. Yvette, find John 1, 32-34, and I'm actually going to start down and go up. Victoria, I want you to find Genesis 1, 1-3. We're going to actually start here. Genesis 1. 1 to 3, John 1, 32 to 34, Luke 3, 21 to 2, 4 to 2, and Acts 2, 37 and 38. We're going to answer the very simple question, how do we get the Holy Spirit? And we're going to start at Genesis 1 and 3 simply for this reason. I was calling to ministry. I was called probably a long time ago. But I answered the call into ministry in 2008. And my dad was my mentor. My dad was a pastor. My dad was also a prophet. He was a prophet like Jesus in a sense that 
he did not receive honor in his own hometown. So it actually was not revealed to me that my dad was a prophet until after my dad had gone home to be with the Lord. But I remember asking my father this question, because again, I was green as could be. I've been in the church all my life. At that time, I was about 45 years old. And I asked my dad, what is the Holy Spirit? Because I've been in church all my life from some bang choir to whatever, whatever, sunshine, sunshine, uh, sunshine band, uh, Sunday school, BTU, all them things. But at 45, I asked my dad, what is the Holy Spirit? My dad, been a pastor all his life, said to me, he'd all been a pastor who was a Baptist pastor. And as a Baptist pastor, if you know anything about being a Baptist, you can't speak in your heavenly language in the Baptist church or they'll excommunicate you sometimes. So I remember as a child, I'd be sitting by my daddy and I'd hear him go say something, blue, 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 and he'd have to shut down real quick because he was a deacon and you couldn't do that in the Baptist church. So my dad said to me, he said, Holy Spirit is powerful. If you get on you, can't stay on you long because that thing is so powerful it'll just mess you up. He was right in a sense that the Holy Spirit is powerful. But he was speaking more of when the anointing really flows on you like after a Sunday when you preach you get so heavy or when the glory falls on you. But the Holy Spirit, I did a post on this today. The most powerful thing in the world is not COVID. It's not Putin. It's not the atomic bomb. It's the Holy Spirit. And Genesis 1, 1 to 3 tells us why. Can you read that for us? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. We say this. I always, I've preached it many times. Genesis 1, 2, and 3 is the first principle in the Bible. It is the principle of creation. It is the principle of how we have to create anything in our life that we create. And it goes like this. If God wills it, we must speak it. And then the Holy Spirit can do it. If God wills a thing, we must speak it. And then the Holy Spirit can do it. That is why the enemy wants to keep us shy and not telling our vision. That's why the enemy wants to keep us scared and, and, and be feeling like we might get embarrassed. Because if, if we tell somebody something crazy about a, a dome or a school or a business or starting our own business, then somebody's going to laugh at us. But God said, if I put it in your heart, if I put it in your heart and you know that I put it in your heart, you have to speak it. You can't keep it incognito. You can't keep it quiet. You can't keep it to yourself because until you speak it, then my Holy Spirit is not authorized to do it. 
The earth is a voice-activated world. So God willed the earth to be created. Jesus spoke it, and the Holy Spirit did it. The Holy Spirit created the mountains. The Holy Spirit created the seas. The Holy Spirit created the stars. The Holy Spirit created the first, second, and third heaven. The Holy Spirit created the grass. The Holy Spirit created the trees. The Holy Spirit created man. And God blew into us. No, let me back on now. When God said he was the one who formed man, he said the Holy Spirit created the dirt. <laughs> and then he formed the man. And he blew into him. God checked me just like that. That's why I love him. Because it'll check you to hurt when you make something wrong. That's why you have to pray before you teach. Because if you say something wrong and you don't pray, you might go keep on putting out false doctrine. But the Holy Spirit made everything. It is the most powerful thing on earth. So how can something in the earth be more powerful than that which created the earth? So the Holy Spirit is powerful. So how do we get the Holy Spirit? Who's got Acts 2, 37, 38? Hmm? Oh, I'm going to Acts next. Go to Acts next. Acts 2, 37, 38. Acts 2. I'm sorry. When the people heard of this, they were cut in they were cut to the heart. Let me, let me back up and give the introduction again. This is the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit has come to the earth to stay. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would only come upon certain men at certain times. They would, he would rest upon them. The Holy Spirit rested upon David. He kept his anointing. But even the story of Saul, and if you read, I mean, excuse me, of Samson, if you read Samson, he wasn't all, every day he didn't walk around strong. But when you see him doing something strong and killing and slaying and, pe and killing people with the with the horn or whatever it was, he was donkeys, donkeys, whatever he was doing, it was when you would hear the word say, "And the Holy Spirit came upon Samson." So Samson was not always twenty four seven strong. The Holy Spirit had to come upon him. David he rested upon him, remained upon him. So in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit rested upon you, but did not stay. In the New Testament, in Acts 2, he came and he stayed, but who did he stay up on? Go ahead and read, I'm sorry. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's our formula. That's our formula. Repent. What is repentance? Turn away. One more time. Turn away from your sin. Turn away. Turn away. We don't teach that very often. We teach it's okay to just come up and tell the pastor, I want to join the church. I want to be baptized. But then we feel it's okay once we've done that, then that's enough. But we don't change our life. We don't change our walk. We don't change our talk. 
we still walk out with unforgiveness in our heart. We still walk out mad. We still walk out fornicating. We still walk out lying. We still walk out lusting. We still walk out using money wrong. We still walk out doing those things that God say are abomination, those things that he hates. We don't change our life. We just simply go up there, think we've gone through the motions. I went up there and I gave him my hand and I'm good, so I should be full with my Holy Spirit. But if you're full with the Holy Spirit and you repent, then what's your fruit looking like? That's right. You know that repentance has happened when your fruit changes. Galatians, no, Galatians 5. Fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> Why is he taking me here? Go to Galatians. It's not even on our board. But that's where he's taking us. Um, Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Galatians 5 says, it talks about the works of the flesh, and it talks about the works of the spirit. You've given your pastor your hand. You said, I want to become a member of Bedside Baptist. <laughs> and when you get ready to baptize, I need to be baptized too, because there's two parts of that formula in Acts 2 and 38. He says, repent and be baptized, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's another word like the wind. When you pray, that's a commandment. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is given to you after repentance and after baptism. It's a combination. It's a conjunction. It's a conjunction in that sentence. Repent and conjunction. Be baptized. Why is it that the enemy is making folks think that all you got to do is be sprinkled? Because he don't want you to get baptized. Why have we stopped preaching baptism and, and why are we giving fast altar calls? Come join the church, come join the church. And we forget to say, oh, by the way, you may have joined the church, you may have been saved, but have you ever been baptized? Have you ever been submerged in water? Have you ever been been, been mim mimicked what Jesus did? Were you ever dumped or were you just sprinkled? Because the word is true. The word is what it says. If he says repent and be baptized, then you shall. Then there's a sequence of events that must happen. I'm going to go back to Galatians, but I need to finish up on Luke and John first. Who's got Luke? Again, because I've got to go through that sequence. The sequence that says repent and be baptized, then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay. What happens at baptism? Who's got Luke? Luke 3.21. Luke 3.21. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying the heaven was open. 22, and, and the Holy Ghost descended in a body shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which was, Thou art my love, beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. 4 and 12? You want to go? Go to 4 and, uh, no, four, and four, no four, 4 and 1, sorry, 4, 1 and 2. In Luke? Uh, same in Luke, yes. Okay, 4. 4, 1 and 2. Okay. Jesus and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness 
being 40 days tempted of the, of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he after, and when he ended, he afterward hungered. Jesus is Jesus. Jesus is Emmanuel. Jesus is God with us. But Jesus, where before in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John did we say, we read that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes, we read that he, he, read, he read the Bible. He says, I have, I have come to proclaim the gospel. I, I am, I am that, that one. But it is only until he is baptized do we see Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is God. But Jesus gets empowered as a man because even though he's fully God, he's fully man. His flesh is going to be tempted for 40 days. His flesh is going to be tempted for 40 nights. Even though he is fully God, he is still man. And so God had to send him some power to get him ready to do these next three years. You see, before that day in, 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 in Luke 3, he was not on his his, his assignment. His assignment did not start until after the 40 days of Luke 4. He did not start his earthly ministry until after Luke 4. He did not start his, his, his healing and his, 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 his casting out in demons. He called his disciples. He was getting his team ready. But he did not start his earthly ministry until after Luke 4 when he had his Power. When he had his power, and he got his power at baptism. Repent. He didn't have anything to repent about, because he was one who knew no sin. That's why he was the Lamb of God. He was already pure and holy. He could be tempted for forty days and forty nights and still know no sin, but he had to be filthy. 10 to 40 days and 40 nights so he could know what it feels like to be me and you. He, needed, he had to know what it would feel like to have a harlot in his face and say, come on, Jesus, be with me. He, he had to know what it would feel like to, we don't even know what all the temptations were for 40 days and 40 nights, but he says in his words that he was tempted as is you and I, but he knew no sin. So if he was tempted as you and I, just imagine all the things we were tempted with. Just imagine, and for 40 days, not eating, he had to go through all that so that he could prove himself to be the righteousness of God. And he was able to do it because he had his power inside of him. He had his Holy Spirit. He had his helper. He had his paraclete inside of him to help him do that thing. He did it and he got it after baptism. But I asked the question. Let, let, let me go, let me let me finish it up on John 1. John 1. Who had John 1, 32, 34? Let me finish that portion. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me. A man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remains is 
the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. So the man that you see the Spirit descending upon, see the Spirit is descending upon him because he's not in the earth. But he look at the words he used. He says, you're going to see the Spirit descend upon him. But then he says, and remain on him. Remember in the Old Testament, he descended. You did what your assignment was, and he left. But in Jesus, the Holy Spirit descended and remained on him. He said, and the same is he which will, who which baptized with the Holy Ghost. And so John saying, I said, John the Baptist, I saw the dove, the, excuse me, the Holy Spirit as if a dove, not a dove, as if a dove descending upon him. He saw the Shekinah glory of God descending upon him and resting upon him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The dove was the Shekinah glory, the as if was the Shekinah glory of God coming and resting upon Jesus. That's why he says, the Father is in me and I am in him. And when you back, when you get repent and get baptized, then that same Father that is in me and I am in him will rest in you and you will be empowered with my Holy Spirit to do greater. But what happens if you don't repent? What happens if you come up here and you give the pastor your hand? You just gave the pastor your hand. What happens if you come up and give the pastor your hand and you get baptized and you don't repent? You're just a wet sinner. Because you have no power. Are we the ones to be judging? No. Jesus said, I came not to judge, but to save those who were lost. But there will be a time when the judgment will occur. So he didn't come to judge. He just came as your savior. But he says, you will know my sheep. And you know them by my fruit. So if you know them by your fruit, then what fruit are you putting out that speaks repentance? Put your eyes on Galatians for me. I had it there. Galatians 5. It talks about the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. And I had it. I don't have my, my um, Galatians 5 and start at the 16. Galatians 5 and 16 is where we're going to look at the works of the flesh. I had my, my old, in my old Bible, I had, I had, my notes on what all these words meant, but I'm going to see if I can remember some of them. Galatians 5:16 says, "This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the flesh of the spirit. There's a battle going on. <laughs> what did Paul say? The things I would do, I don't, and the things that I should do, I don't. Oh, wretched man, or not. He said, the spirit, my spirit man, my Holy Spirit in me is lusting against my flesh. They're fighting every day. That's why the word says, be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. Be ye filled. Be is a verb. Be means you got to ask for his spirit to come over you every day. 
because we are too weak as individuals. We are too weak as flesh. We are still in the flesh. We have not been glorified. Our body has not been taken up to heaven. So every day we have to get on our knees and pray. Every day we have to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me to be more like you. That's what sanctification is about. Taking one step at a time at a time at a time at a time to be more like God every day. So it says, be thee filled with the Holy Spirit because every day you want to roll back to that old man. Every day you want that flesh to be satisfied. Every day you want you want to be mad at somebody. Every day you want to walk in unforgiveness. But let me see what the word says. For the flesh, 17th verse, Galatians 5th chapter, 17th verse. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to the other. So that they that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. What that means is you're not under the old commandment because the Holy Spirit is going to be there to cover you and protect you. Now the works of the flesh are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. I used to have the definition. I'll look it up and let you know later. Idolatry. Idolatry. I worship my car more than I worship God. I worship my bank account more than I worship God. The reason I can't pay my tithes and pay my offering is because I want to make I, I've made God my my money, my 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 mammon, my I made it my God. He says you cannot worship mammon and, and God. You can't have two gods. So you don't pay your tithes because you're worshiping Mammon, you, you're scared you're not going to have enough. You're scared you're going to be in lack. And you're not putting your faith in God. You're putting your faith in the God of money. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. It ain't just about the boiling pots and the, and the frogs. <laughs> it ain't just about that. I love you if. I, I, I'll be your friend if. You don't like me, do you? Because you just ain't nice to me. If manipulation is witchcraft. So we ain't got to boil no pots and put no frogs in it and, and no, no spiders. We, are, we use witchcraft more with our mouth and with our actions and with our words. I'll forgive you if. I love you if. I go to your church if you make me, if witchcraft, manipulation, hatred, variance, emulation. I used to know all these words, wrath, strife, sedition, heresy, speaking a lie. When I almost said that, that the Holy Spirit created man, that was kind of heresy because it was, he didn't create man. God created man, reached down from the dust of the earth man blew into his, his mouth if I'd have kept from seeing that the Holy Spirit that I was teaching heresy I was teaching false doctrine and that was out of order envying, murdering drunkenness, reveling party all the time, party all the time, reveling and such is the like but I went to the church house 
and I gave the pastor my hand, and I was baptized, and I ain't never put my foot back there. The places I used to go, I don't go there no more. The same words I used to say, I don't say there no more. But uh, I saw you out last night, and I saw what you had on, and I saw what was in your hand, and I heard the words you spoke when you did not see me there. But your fruit is not speaking repentance. What's your fruit? Put your eyes on Galatians 5 and 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, always be mindful when you read the Bible, when you see a capital S and when you see a small s. When you see a capital S, it always represents divinity. Well, so when they say in 5 and 17 that the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, it's saying that the Holy Spirit is a fight against your flesh. It could have also been written that a little s is fighting against the big s because your flesh is the little s that's fighting against the big s. So it all means the same thing. But it says when you talk about the fruit of the spirit is love, 5 and 22, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, even temperate. Against such things there is no law. That's why folks say, how can you be repentant and be filled with the Holy Spirit and folk walk in your church house and you can't smile? How can you be filled with the Holy Spirit, repentant, wearing a white hat and a white dress and no makeup and calling that girl a hussy and a hypocrite and turning your nose up on her. How can you be repentant and filled with the Holy Spirit and you can't feed somebody when they're hungry unless you ask them, well, what sin did you do to get yourself in this position? Because you must have sinned. Because God takes care of his own. So if you're hungry, you must have done something wrong. If you're sick, you must have done something wrong. It's sort of like Job's friend. Go ahead and tell me what you did. Go ahead and tell me what you did against God. Tell me what you did. But we don't understand that sometimes tests come not to judge us, but to pull us close to God. Sometimes unemployment comes not to punish us, but to make us understand who is our Jaira and who is our Shalom. Sickness sometimes comes not to punish us, but to make us understand who is our truly our Rapha and our healer. We don't understand God's ways. He says, the foolishness of God is wiser than man. The weakness of God is stronger than man. So whereas man will see your sickness as a punishment, God sees it as an opportunity to get you closer to me. As an opportunity to understand who I am and who you, you are. An opportunity to show you how much I love you. I remember your testimony saying, I'm unemployed for months and months and months, but never hungry. 
never without. Because God says, I'm going to give you an opportunity to let you really know who I am. That I will never leave you or forsake you. That I will never leave you lonely. So, so if you're truly repentant, then where's your fruit? If our churches are really repentant churches with repentant leaders, then where is our fruit? What are we doing to glorify God? It is not God's will that all of these churches be closing down. It is not God's will that all of these churches remain in a state of quiet isolation. How does that glorify God? It doesn't. If you trust me, then why are we having more bedside Baptist members than we are true worshipers? If he wrote in his word, forsake not the assembling of yourself together as it is in the manner of the saints, then why are we letting all these things stop us from assembling together as God has said? It's only stopping the church. It ain't stopping Stopping the church. We believe in the lie. Yes, that's and not the truth of his word. Mm -hmm. The truth says, I will protect you. The truth says, what is, oh, somebody flip it to me real quick, Psalms 91. The truth says, what is Psalms 91? Flip it to me real quick. Psalms 91, Psalms 91, Psalms 91. Because I don't want to misquote it. Because that is one of my favorites, so I don't want to misquote it. Who's got it? Who's got it? Go for it. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall. What place is more secret than his holy place? What place is more secret than his house of worship? What place is more secret than his altar? Yes, you can have a secret place at your home. Yes, you can have a secret place at your car. But he calls this his house of worship. He calls this place his place, his footstool, the place where he will put his spirit. We who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall what? Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He says, if you come to church, I'll cover you. That's right. He says, you might get COVID, but I ain't going to take you out from it. That's right. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will protect you. I will cover you. What does the rest of it say? I, second verse. I will say it of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Third, surely he shall deliver thee from the snares of the fowler and from the, no, the noisy pestilence. He's going to deliver you from COVID. He's going to deliver you from flu. That's right. He's going to deliver you from famine. He's going to deliver you from Putin. He's going to deliver you from, 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 from Russia. He's going to deliver you from China. He's going to deliver you from recession. He's going to deliver you from depression. He's going to deliver you from all those things because you what? Dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. So the trick of the enemy is to keep you out of the church house so you can lose that blessing. Same thing with baptism. If he can keep you from getting baptized, 
and tell you it ain't necessary. And he said, repent, be baptized, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, then he can keep you from getting your power. He can keep you from getting that thing that empowers you to be great. That thing that empowers you to be greater. That thing that speaks to you and gets you where you need to be in life. If we can believe the facts and not the truth, my word is truth, then we can stay where Isaiah and Amos and Amos say, perishing for lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. My people stay in poverty for lack of knowledge. My people stay confused for lack of knowledge. My people stay in, 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 in anxiety and fear and, and anger and, and, and unrepentant for lack of knowledge. But if I could just get my people some knowledge, if I could just get them to Ephesians 4 ministry every now and then, if I could just get them to the church house every now and then, if I could get them to, to a podcast every now and then, if I could get them to just turn on a YouTube church channel and do a little bit of bedside baptism without all of the confusion behind them, if I could just get them a little knowledge, then I can keep them out of the mouth of hell. Isaiah said, hell is enlarged territory. Because I got so many folk who call themselves Christians falling in it. My question as we close today is examine yourself. What is your fruit? Galatians 5. I'm going to challenge you to do that this weekend this week. Take Galatians 5. Take you a Google or a thesaurus and go to Galatians 5 and find out what are those words emulation mean and lasciviousness mean. I had it in my other Bible. I didn't have it in this Bible. Huh? I'm going to let her close out. But look it up and see. Lord, can I Check that one off on my life. Am I doing that? Lord, can I check that one off on my life? We are in a process of sanctification until the Lord takes us home. There was only one perfect person on this earth, and his name is Jesus. But the word says that if we're still here, we may slip into the hog pen every now and then. We may fall into the mud sometimes. We might slip into sin every now and then, but there's a thing inside of us, if we're truly repentant, called the Holy Spirit, who will convict us of sin. He said, that's what I came here for. Yeah. I came to convict you of sin, right. to let you know when you ain't walking right. He didn't say, I didn't come to make you 100% sinless, but when you get into that relationship that ain't pleasing me, you just can't feel so right. When you're walking around with, with anger and, and, and unforgiveness, yeah. you just ain't right because there's something inside of you saying I need to call him and make that thing right. He says that Holy Spirit inside of you that's going to convict you of all those things of the world and get you to change your fruit Amen. to 
change your tree, to change your walk, to change your talk, to change the way you see people, to change the way you see people who have hurt you. He says in his word, I did not come to make your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister like you. He says, I came to see who's mine. He says, so I'm going to turn mama against daughter. I'm going to call, I'm going to turn father against son. I'm going to turn mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. He said, but I, I just cleaning up things. I'm just separating the, the sheep from, she from the wolves. I just want to know who's mine. And those who are his, he will receive on that day when the trumpet sounds. I'm going to ask Pastor Tracy to come and tell us about those definitions and take this last five and give us this last five minutes so that we and pray us out. We're going to lift up and we'll, before she, as she comes, who has prayer requests? I have a special prayer for you on that test on the 13th. In Jesus' name, it's done. Any other prayer requests? I had one, I don't know what to do with it. So God must have already fixed it. In Jesus' name. Let's receive, if you receive the word, the word for tonight is simply, you receive the Holy Spirit when? At baptism. How? Repentance and baptism. It's a combination, it's a conjunction, they go together. And you need the Holy Spirit in order to change your fruit. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Come give us the last five minutes to close out. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand cup of praise as she comes. Thank you. Praise God. Wow. I, I just, uh, when you uh, say the, that word, lasciviousness, I uh, had an experience when a pastor of mine, Speaking to Mike, cause I'm when, a pastor, oh, when a pastor of mine uh, had gotten married, and if you know anything about the church, we can really crucify one another, mm. and that's the sad part is, and, and the, the, that one of the, another pastor gets on the internet and that was like silliness. Oh, he just going on and on. And my thing is, like, we didn't come to judge anyone, mm -hmm. not at all. That's that's the job. That's the job of the master at this time to look on our hearts because we don't really know, you know, what's going on with people. Um, I would like to say uncleanness. Mm -hmm. Uncleanness means that you just really refuse to do what God say do. Mm -hmm. Meaning that when God call you and you refuse, but you want, but you want people to think that you saved. Mm. <laughs> you want people. See, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I was listening to something um, today as I was riding along, and. Um, People want to be called Christians. Yeah. Mm. Now, when I used to say myself was Christian, I was Christ-like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Meaning, because the Bible told me that we had to be in the image 
of God. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, emulate mm -hmm. him. Uh-huh. Everybody know what emulate. Mm -hmm. That we supposed to if I'm if I'm gonna be her good friend, some somehow we're gonna have something kind of similar. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loving people when they don't love. I don't mm -hmm. know. A lot of people don't love Tracy. I don't know why, but I don't even, mm -hmm. whatever. But mm -hmm. they they won't speak to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I be hey, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. Mm -hmm. But we live with this, un, this, this, the dirty heart. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I might as well just go ahead and say, mm. the dirty heart of us. Mm. Meaning we won't repent. When we, you know what? I'm, I have to go back when I first, when God sent me to her. I was going to another doctor mm -hmm. and God, God told me when I got that doctor's um, uh, name, say that's not the doctor for you. Now I don't know nobody doctor because I'm new in Georgia, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, well, Lord, what would it? So when I go back, he said, go back and tell those young girls that that's not the doctor's name you need. So mm -hmm. I goes back and I tell the girls and the girls looking at me and I, you know, and then they, they said three names, three names. Like she was the third name and God said, that's the name. Mm -hmm. Now I, I went to the, um, um you know, her, her practice and, and everything, but I didn't know that she was a pastor or she was a worker for, uh, of God through, in Christ until my husband came. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know. I just knew you played the gospel music just like I was in, but my husband, he's. He said, Tracy, you know what? Guess what? She a pastor. I said, really? I said, mm -hmm. yeah, I ain't even paying no attention. I mm -hmm. just saw the little, the little brochure with you had the app around because I was trying to lose weight so bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said, oh, God, I seen the same spirit, but I didn't know. Mm -hmm. But see, that's the part when you have to open up. And then when I, when I say, I said, God say, go to her. Saturday ministry. So I, I'm not, you know, it didn't, it didn't cross my mind. I was going, I got ready one day, and somebody said, well, Tracy, is she seven days in? And I say, I don't know. I say, I'm just going like God told me. Mm -hmm. Because Tracy, as now, now, and this is, Tracy and Cosby has, we have our own ministry now. Mm -hmm. Before mm -hmm. we came. New mm -hmm. Era Outreach Ministry. It still is a, it's a broad, you know, and people mm -hmm. still be online, whatever, however. But that's, that's what God said. Let me tell you something, Trace. I call you to do ministry, help people build the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I said, me? Who in the world am I? Mm -hmm. But he know who I am. Mm -hmm. Well, when I went to her, went to pastor, mm -hmm. and she said, she sees me. And I said, you got to be a bad shut your mouth when you call me out. Mm -hmm. Cause let me tell you some people, I have had people to call me out and they flop to the floor because it ain't true. Mm. Now I was born that way. My mama tell you, if she could rather she tell you that. Mm -hmm. Well, when she got me, she called me, she was trying to close. I never forget. Mm. And she said, unforgiveness. Mm. Now mm. I knew she was correct. Cause I tell the truth. Now see, I'm a truth teller. Cause I got some stepchildren that I love, but they don't love me. Mm, 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 mm. So in me, I'm being nice to you, but you bring in, you want to bring out the worst in me. But I'm steady saying I stayed on the scripture, 2 Corinthians 10 and 4. I stayed on that for about six years. Mm. The weapon of this warfare is not calling. I, I mean, I, I, knew, I know the thing. Like, I mean, I know that scripture like. But she kept calling me out, and I said, oh, my God, this lady ain't going to think I'm saved. This lady ain't going to know I'm a pastor. This lady ain't going to, this, this, look, this, this, this the devil talking to me now. And, and, the, and emotions. Mm -hmm. 
But I was so grateful that she saw it because every time I came, she would call me out. Mm. Because you know why? I had to get delivered. Mm. Mm. And I had to begin because I have young women that follow me. Mm. I told them, they say, they be saying, oh, Pastor T, when are you going to have a, a women's thing? Whatever. I said, well, you know where the ministry I'm at. I said, maybe me and she and I mm -hmm. get together. Mm -hmm. That's my fault. Mm -hmm. It's still in the clock. Okay. But, and, and so, the, uh, I, I am concerned about the uncleanliness with this mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Because we harvest so much stuff that you think people don't know. But when you get in prayer, and I'm, I'm, when you get in prayer and God chose you, when God chose you. See, many have come, but few are chosen. But when he chose you and you begin to see people's heart, it, it's really hard. It's like, oh, God, I, I'm not doing, I'm not, I got things of my own that I'm trying to strip off. But guess what? I see these people that they, and I know they hard. They faking. Mm. 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 But see, mm. guess what God told us? To emulate him. Mm. So he gave people that he know. Mm. Mm. It ain't that they judging. Mm. Mm. Judging mean, I'm going to say this here. I'm going to use judging to, to me as far as I'm concerned. Judging mean I'm telling you when you die, you went to hell. I don't know what your relationship would be with God because you might have said, Lord, forgive me. Mm. And you might have meant it. Mm. So I don't know if you went to heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. But if your life don't show the fruit of the spirit where it tells you this, that uh, if, if, if you living on here and you were doing all of this here and then mm -hmm. God gave you a chance, see, everybody think we're going to have a chance to say, be hit with a car and, oh, God, going to give me the last breath to say, Lord, forgive me. And that might not even be on your mind. Mm -hmm. Now I'm gonna let you go because I know you know I can't you know but I'm gonna see you see I'm buying that devil that's why I can't mm -hmm. I keep coming because I tell the devil I say you ain't taking my eyes because mm -hmm. let me tell you something because I am a believer mm -hmm. I am healed regardless of what anybody said. Mm -hmm. That's Shay. And she can tell you when she met me I was mm -hmm. almost like toe up. Mm -hmm. I was two times overweight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. You better. Mm. I was 220 pounds mm. Mm. but I started believing God mm. I said the only way I'm going to do this is I'm going to have to read this word I'm going to have to fast and pray I'm going to have to believe what I say and I'm mm. going to do this and the supernatural power is going to overtake me when I tell you today mm. I went to the doctor I went to look she checked me oh no cancer oh, oh, mm. I want to say well, what you thought I was going to have one thing you don't know I'm a child of God mm. and uh, I serve him because mm. I wanted somebody to mm. point out my flaw because mm. I wanted to be delivered ah praise God and I thank 